You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. This is our NFL episode, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. The No Fun League is at it again. Uh, the NFL officials. They're going to be more strict with enforcing taunting violations throughout the season this year. Um, So at this point, repercussions can be either two violations throughout the course of a game for a player can lead to an ejection or comes to fines or suspensions. I mean, why are they trying to make this this game less exciting? You're taking the emotion out of the game. Like, what do you guys think about that? I really want to know the rationale behind it because it's not like, you know, you've seen a rise in, in animosity or fights after the taunting. It's just part of the game. Most guys aren't even getting in players' faces directly. They're just celebrating with their team or doing something like that. I remember um, when they tried to do that early with wide receivers scoring touchdowns and Joe Horn put a cell phone for anybody saying they used to be fine. It's stupid. It, it makes no sense. It, it's taken away from the excitement from the game. And I really wonder, like, why they care. It's just people put a little pizzazz in the game. And to be honest, like, it's a physical, violent game. Sometimes you need a little extra stuff to get you going, knowing you're about to take a pound on the rest of the game. Right. And it's an emotional sport, man. Testosterone is going at an all-time high in football games. They're being ridiculous. What they need to be worried about is, is, is how they can judge was passing interference or not. They need to stop worrying about the little stuff between the players and worry about working on their craft, man, like instead of messing up the game. Like newsflash, nobody comes to see the officials. We come to see these people hype. We come to see the emotion. We come to watch the culture of football. We didn't come to watch the zebras, man. Like, like these guys are crazy, man. They need to stop. Somebody got to draw the line somewhere. And I feel like this is... Um, this is a this is a violation like the flag for me. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm too extreme with this, but this smell like, you know, you guys, we don't want you hype and celebrating and we want to make sure you guys aren't nailing like they go hand in hand to me because the brothers is out there celebrating because, you know, it's, it's, it's an intense sport. You can't say, like, I get this big hit. and You want me to be quiet and just run to the sideline like that's not how emotions work in real life. So. I mean, what they're trying to do is sabotage the game. I don't know who it is, but Goodell, he's getting pimped right now. So we'll see. This does not surprise me. It's a no fun league. What's wrong with you, NFL? Don't you learn from baseball? Baseball viewership was going down. Now it's going up. Why? Because they allow emotion in baseball. You know, in 2007, 2015, you allowed celebration, right? To show joy. People want to see that. I, my, with my team, when Shaquan Barkley or Danny Dimes, you know, make a fantastic play or Sterling Sharp make a catch or the defense, I want them to taunt. I want them because that's my team showing that, hey, you have to stop me. It's exciting. It brings eyes, people's eyes to the game. It goes sports center. It goes highlight reels for the local news. It helps. It helps. And guess what? The other person has to either shut him up, stop him, or get ran over again. So when you do this, you make it no fun, your viewership will go down. You tell me, you 
You see a Browns fan or a, a, a Bears fan or Seattle fan when their team doing something great and you what and they don't see no emotion. No, listen, football. These are Matt trucks. Quick story. I played football. I was in the league. The next, I was 16. The league was 16. The next league was 17 to 21. I saw practice. I saw a guy do a um, kick return. I heard, I thought I heard a bus hit, uh, hit someone. I looked around. No, it was a guy getting hit on a t- um, punt return. And that dude got right up. And, and the, the, the team, the off- defensive team got excited and so forth. And that quickly told me that's not the sport for me anymore. And so you tell the guys who hit each other buses all the time have no motion. You listen, NFL, you better write this ship correctly because viewership will go down and people will gravitate to basketball, become number one because they allow motion. Don't do it. Don't be like baseball. Wake up, Goodell. You better stop this nonsense. I know you find them for socks low, belt color wrong. You're trying to get all your money back. We know that. But this, this is ridiculous. Stop this nonsense. I know the NFL has a competition committee, but sometimes I ask the question, do they ever consult with team representatives about this before they decide to go make the rules? Because honestly, I feel like this is a situation to where you go more towards the players than just going ahead and just say, oh, we need to make this rule. And the only time I can really see of recent memory to where I could see maybe a taunting situation may happen because sometimes the taunting violation may be worth it. It's the Antoine Whitfield to Tariq Hill in the Super Bowl. Was it taunting? Absolutely. Was it worth that 15? Absolutely. Because they already know they sealed the deal. Now, there was a situation today because the Colts and the Panthers had a preseason game today. There was a running back. It looked like he got stuffed, ended up dragging a pile of extra five yards, got taken down. He got up height. He kind of turned around, but he didn't go. He didn't walk into someone. He just turned around height. And that situation was just letting you know, y'all can't stop me. And he got flagged for it. And I'm like, y'all acting like the man just like ran up on everybody and decided to flag him. So I'm curious to see how consistent they're going to be with these flags this year because if we see it a lot and then people are starting to get ejected because of over nonsense especially if it's literally the bare minimum of not even a player even feeling like they're being taunted to like I feel like they need to consult players moving forward when it comes to certain rules like this because now you're controlling the game when you should really just let the players control the game because that could honestly be the difference between winning a game with a field goal or you know, whatever the case may be. So hopefully as the regular season approaches that this kind of comes down because I ain't going to like it and everyone else is going to hate it even worse. But let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Um, about them boys down in the in the D in, in Dallas. Uh, as we known a few weeks ago, that Prescott, uh, he injured his I believe it was his throwing shoulder. Um, he recently got an MRI, and on Saturday they said it's healing properly. Now, we've seen what the backups have looked like um, going back to the Hall of Fame game, and obviously Dak is coming off of, of an ankle injury. Now, 
the real question is, after seeing what these backups look like, how important is it that Dak is ready for the start of the season? I just wanted to get my comment out the way because I don't really like talking about Dallas too much. Um, it's very important that Dak is ready to play. Um, but but the truth of the matter is, let me get this out the way too. Dallas organization is cursed. So whether Dak plays or we start weeks one, it doesn't really matter because Dallas is going to find a way to sabotage themselves. They're going to cheddar bob themselves some 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 point of the season. So it doesn't matter. But as far as if I was a Dallas fan or if I did care, it is it is vitally important to your organization that you have Dak Prescott um, under center week one because he gives you a better chance to win. Um, but you know, I don't really care about Dallas, man. So next next person. <laughs> Yeah, that's important that Dak is ready to go because their defense didn't get much better. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's important to have, it's important to have Dak ready to freak one. Uh, but I, I just don't know how good Dallas is going to be this year based on last year. So uh, I'll be interested to see um, – how important Dak is considering that their defense is atrocious. Wow. Do you remember 25 years ago? That was the last time you had Cowboys won the Super Bowl. You know what's happened 25 years ago? I was Boy, five. Boyce and released an album. Uh, Die Hard was in the movie theater. <laughs> Listen. Cowboys fans, they annoy me. You know, I had a conversation with a Cowboy fan. You know what he told me? We have the most fans in the world. While our, our merchandise sells. I was like, excuse me, 25 years and counting. Counting. Listen, the Eagles won a Super Bowl, and it never did prior to the last few years. And the Cowboys still have it. Yeah, disgusting Cowboys. Listen, that... Prescott is 100% important for your offense, but he can't play defense. And what happened to you last year? Yeah, you had a hard – Dak had a hard – well, he was leading the league in uh, um, the yards and touchdowns, and he still was losing. So I haven't seen anything they've done to help the team win defensively. They couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. Literally. So what – they got him hurt. What they had to do? They had to throw. Ezekiel couldn't run. The offense was giving everybody, spotting everybody 20 points. <laughs> but Zach, and boy, the, the Dakota had to throw his arm out. And what happened? He had ankle surgery. What happened to his arm? Were he throwing chairs during the playoff? I mean, during the offseason? Listen, he's 100% important to them in the office event. But defensively, I still see nosebleeds. So guess what? 26 years and counting. 27 years and counting. 28 years and counting. <laughs> Cowboy, yes, stink. Thank you for being bums because everybody else in the division has a chance, including Philadelphia, because the Cowboys stink. Good, good riddance. I was just waiting for Phil to say until my last breath in counting. But you know, I mean, I have no I have no beef in here. Um, I'm an AFC guy. But um, obviously it is important for that to be ready because for one, like if I mean, we thought Andy Dalton would have at least been 
didn't they consider him like the best backup in the league? <laughs> I mean, I think, I guess, but at that time he, he was considered the best backup uh, in the NFL. But I do also recognize that the amount of injuries that Dallas had on their offensive line last year. And apparently Zeke has gotten in shape and lost some weight. So if, if Zeke is in shape, then I don't think all the pressure is on Dak specifically um, because we would all assume all the pressure is on Dak. But if we want to keep it a bean, I mean, all the weapons that Dak has and then you got Zeke in the backfield, like life should be easy. And I just know this one thing. Don't be playing good against these sorry teams, but when it comes to the good teams, you're trash because we've seen it time and time again. The season before he broke his ankle, y'all will win all the games that you're supposed to win because the teams were no good. Matter of fact, didn't they get the Jets their first win that one year anyway? But that's neither here nor there. But don't perform well against the sorry teams and then you look a shell of yourself against the good teams. You got paid. Now it's time to live up to those expectations. I've kind of already given you a little bit of grace because, for one, you're coming back from injury, and we're not going to know how exactly you look on that angle. So I give you one year of grace. But there is going to come to a point to where that expectation rises depending on how you start off during this season. So we're going to see what happens with them moving forward. Um, they said he's on track to play for week one. So hopefully he gets to play. We always want to see the best players on the field and not these backups that will have us laughing and making memes of them on Twitter. Now we're going to shift to our last topic. Hey, our last topic. Hey, Can I just tell you the Spice Girls wannabe was the last time they won. Um, come, come and ride this train was the, was the top song in 96. <laughs> Dang, this is bad. I'm trying to think. I think in '96 is when we first moved to Charlotte. Actually, it was during that football season is when we moved to Charlotte. It was in '96. I was ride, my, ride the pony by Genuine. Wow. How you want it? How you want it by Tupac Shakur? Yeah, bums. Was, was this was this, this dial? This the dial up internet era? <laughs> yep. Man, yeah. look, man, look, I feel like more people at that time were still going to the library to get on the Internet. <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> but, yeah, let's go ahead and transition to this last topic. Um, I'm sorry. Space Jam came out. Uh, Daylight, The Rock, The Edge. Those are was top movies back then. At Time to Kill. Yeah. Thank you. Last time they won. Go ahead. Next topic. I apologize. <laughs> all right. This last topic. Um, we had our our week one preseasons with all the rookies. Um, so you're talking about the Trevor Lawrence's of the world, the Zach Wilson's of the world. And, you know, there are spots already solidified, but we got three quarterbacks out here to where there may be just a little bit of controversy. Some may get their opportunity, some may not. But I want to ask, which Ricky QB 
out of Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields, do you think will actually have the opportunity to, to take over either the beginning or later in the season? I'm going to go with, do you know Independence Day was, I'm sorry, first release and Twister. Anyway, <laughs> I'm looking for Jason, uh, Justin Fields. This dude looks like he's ready. Chicago, stop the nonsense. Um, Dalton, just let him sit on the bench. Let this dude start. He's ready to go forward and take this team to the playoff. That's like, I know one game, the competition, but this dude looked like he'd been playing NFL quarterback for the past three seasons. I think he has a ready-made team. I'm not going to exclude um, uh, Trey Lance, but they have Garoppolo, and and the, I don't think they're going to hand it over to, to him just as yet. So I'm going to say Fields is the guy who's going to get the first start, uh, first rookie class to get start. I, I think he's going to – I think uh, – yeah, I think he's going to – he deserves to start. But what's going to happen? Probably Trevor Lawrence – and you know Zach uh, Zach Wilson, but they're not going anywhere. The team, the guy who needs to start right now, who's going to make an impact, get this team to a playoff, is going to be Fields. Uh, you think Fields going to take them to the playoffs? I mean, I'm not yeah. saying the Bears won't go to the playoffs, I, but I think that defense will be the reason they go to the playoffs more than just Trey Fields coming in being a dynamo. Right, but they just um, need a game manager, and he looked like he could do a little more than game manage. Remember the Mrs. Link, the most of the team is back. The missing link was a quarterback who would get the ball to the receiver's hand. So I, I'm sorry, take your time. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh I would say um I definitely think Trevor Lawrence is gonna start this year. I definitely think Justin Fields will start uh some point this year. And um I think Trey Lance could probably start, but I think they may hold on Garoppolo because Garoppolo is the game manager. He can kind of keep them around, so we'll see. Uh, Trey Lance is, I think, my least likely person to start. Uh, and then, depending off camp, uh, he has had some down years, but I still feel like he can play respectable enough to hold his position down. But we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like if I had a list, I would definitely go with uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one. I will have um, the kid, I think it's Wilson from uh, Jets. I have him probably number two. Number three, I would have uh, Justin Fields just because it's Andy Dalton. Like, you're not really – it's not really that hard to beat out Andy Dalton. I think, I think they got a plan in Chicago that just says we're going to let the kid – um, observe, you know, what a regular season game looks like. Don't throw him in the fire. Let Andy Dalton get thrown in the fire. And uh, we're going to bring him in probably week t- probably week three. I think they'll bring him in. Um, then, I'll, then I'll probably go after him. I would go with uh, Trey. Trey Lance, I think his name is. I think I'll go with him at number four, I think this is. Just because, it's, and this is by default. Because between Garoppolo and Wentz, that, that they both share the title as Mr. Glass. So, so these these brothers get hurt. <laughs> they get hurt. They they can't do a whole season for anything. So, by default, Lance would be in there getting his reps in. And I think it's one more that I'm missing. Um, yeah, my last one probably would be Mac Jones. I feel like Cam is going to play better football this year. 
And I feel like it's going to be, he's going to make it hard for that kid to get a spot. And, and Belichick, uh, one thing I do like about Belichick is he doesn't look at the back of the jersey. It's, it's, it's bring your game and not your name. Bring your game and not your name with Belichick. So I can see, I can see Mac Jones sitting that bench until, until Cam play his way out the spot. Um, so yeah, um, I'm looking forward to uh, watching, watching some of these young talent, talented quarterbacks come to, because it seems like it's a new, it's a new NFL in the sense of you just cannot play pocket pocket uh, quarterback anymore like that they're done with those ages you got to make plays in the pocket and you got to be athletic and I feel like this new school of quarterbacks all can move and make plays uh, inside and outside of the pocket so I feel like um, you know it's going to be a good season man and I feel like these young guys should get a chance because some of these guys like the Andy Dalton's of the world you know you ran your course man you had a, you had some good years in Cincinnati you couldn't get it done just just let these young boys come in and play now but uh, shout out to the Eagles. <laughs> Man, hey, he was a, a Burfist away. What's his name? Burfist away penalty for making the playoffs. So it ain't all his fault, man. Oh, you talking about you talking about that situation against us in the playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they should have they should have done better. You know that place was cursed. But hopefully, although they're in my division, I mean, you know, I love Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. You know, Thad Moss is over there. Hopefully, he can flourish over there. No bad blood. You know what I'm saying? I'll be rooting for y'all when we're not playing each other. But, um, yeah, looking at the list, I think when I look at the list, I think especially, like, in Chicago's case, Justin, they're probably going to do what Kelvin said. I was thinking probably about the fourth game in, they're probably going to throw Justin Fields in there, depending on what their record is looking like. And if Andy Dalton is at least productive because Chicago is in this weird scenario to where they need to win now, but they have the bridging quarterback who they're playing, who they're paying to be the starting quarterback, but you got a guy in Justin Fields who who is athletic, he can use his legs and he can also take the time to to read the field. So he's able to escape danger a bit better and is more agile compared to an Andy Dalton. So if Matt Nagy and their front office want to keep their jobs, they're going to come to a point within the season to where they're going to have to make that decision. And I probably think that, yeah, if Jimmy don't get hurt, I mean – I think Trey Lance may sit out because I, if I'm correct, this might be the last year of Jimmy Garoppolo's deal. I don't know. Someone might have to fact check that for me, but I feel like he has maybe one more year left. And I mean, we heard the rumors for the longest that they were looking to potentially get rid of Jimmy. So who knows? Um, I think it'll be hard for Mac Jones to go ahead and get that start too, because I know for one thing, um, what Cam didn't have last year was an offseason with the Patriots. And so now that he's gotten his reps and we've been seeing some footage of him, I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to do this year. Although I don't like the Patriots, I will still root for the brother because I want to see him prosper in this league because they always make him look like a villain when he is not because the people love him. I don't care if you're coming in looking like Darkwing Duck. Um, 
but yeah so i mean hopefully hopefully everything works out and these guys get the opportunity if it presents itself but this just came to my thought because y'all are talking about trevor lawrence um tim tebow played in the game last night and everyone has been coming at him because of a block that he laid i mean it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a sexy block or anything like that, but he got the job done. Just going off the cuff, do you think that Tebow was going to go ahead and just uh, make this 53-man roster? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And like I like to say, I think he's going to make it because <laughs> that's his friend. Myers owed his career prior to him. But you know, you know what also comes to my mind? You know, E.R., Steinfeld, Southern Susie, Friends, The Naked Truth, and Fire Up and Monday Night Football, Home Improvement, Touched by Angel. These were the top shows in 1996, the last time the Cowboys won. <laughs> Yo, this poor Phil's still on that, man. That dude's crazy. <laughs> well, as far as Tebow is concerned, I think Tebow, uh, that was a horrendous block. Um, but I feel like we just... We just magnifying it because it was him. Uh, I'm sure somebody else made a terrible block like that in, in a game too. So everything, everything is under magnifying glass with Tim Tebow because he's Tim Tebow. I feel like if he's earning a job, then let him play, man. Like, uh, like let's stop, let's stop creating these stories for him, man. If the man made the team and he earned his spot, then oh, the best to him. But right now he's like the third tight end, so. Nobody should care. We shouldn't even be bringing this guy up. Uh, and kind of, I'm kind of now hoping he prove everybody wrong just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, we blowing up things like a missed, ta- a missed block. But it, it didn't even affect the play. You know what I mean? I watched it. I'm like, you know, why are we showing this? It's like, it's not like he missed the block and the dude got blew up in the backfield or anything like that. So I feel like we make it, we making, the media is making something out of nothing, not us. So, you know, whatever happens with Tim Tebow happens, but I just hope it's just fair and honest at the end of the day. The best man win. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't see the block, and, and I, I'm not sure what the situation is with the Titans, not Titans, excuse me, the Jaguars uh, tight end situation. So, I mean, he may, make, he may not make it. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there because I was thinking about what if we actually have a Trevor Lawrence to Tim Tebow uh situation to where there's a touchdown but you know hey we don't know which the best for the brother and if it all works out it all works out because guess what that man still got a whole bunch of other opportunities going back to uh what is it espn talking college football so hey live your life tim don't be out here looking like jason witten though Nah, <laughs> still in checks, bro. Don't be out here looking like Jason Witt, whatever you do. Hey, Jason, hey, privilege at its best. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm mad at it. <laughs> get it how you can get it. But that is another episode of a Lady and Some Dudes podcast. Make sure y'all check us on all streaming platforms. Uh, Don't forget to check out all the things that came out in 1995 that Phil has been mentioning. And y'all be easy. We out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. 
our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. Thank you.